I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Hey, Mom. Hey, Meha. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> Me three. I have, I can speak for two now. It's so weird. <laughs> so today's episode is really exciting. Mm, exciting might, might not be the right word, no. but it's really an opportunity, a cool opportunity for us to revisit with one of our very first guests. I think she was actually our first guest. I think so. All the way from Australia, Charlie's Mama Cal. Yeah. And so today we get to check in with Kelly and see sort of how she's how she's doing. Yeah. Sounds like, I mean, if you haven't been following her on Instagram or all of the other social media platforms, Charlie's Rainbow. Um, she started Charlie's Rainbow, which I can't wait to hear about. Um, mm-hmm. I might have shared that news in an in a previous episode, but she's been doing some amazing things. And I want to touch base with her to provide the perspective of, you know, her grief journey and checking in with her after some time has lapsed. So this will be an opportunity for folks who might be early in their grief or even, you know, later in their grief to sort of see someone reflect on where they were fresh out of, you know, the loss of their baby to current day and to sort of see the progression of where she is and to see, you know, how she's doing and asking some questions and reflecting. But what's really interesting is you can listen back to her story. She can listen back to her, to her speaking of that time of fresh grief and being able to reflect on that time and go, wow, this was... This was, I was in a different headspace or I was in yes. this headspace, mm-hmm. just so different from today. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to connecting with Kelly, who, by the way, we've stayed connected and is such a, like, such a great person to know yes, offline. Yes. But I'm looking forward to engaging in this conversation with her today mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, what her thoughts are, where, mm-hmm. where her, where her mindset is, how her, her grief journey has gone. Not just for her, but for those around her. What has she's right. noticed yes. in baby Harvey, in those, you know, in Grandma Grandma Ria. Ca- Grandma, Grandma, Ria. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Ria. And, you know, just to get some, a fresh perspective, a fresh, mm-hmm. you know, like, because we, we started this and we were already five, maybe six years out. So, yeah. like, being able to reflect on that time of early grief into where she is today, I'm really looking forward to hearing what she has yes. to share. Thoughts? interesting to see where she's at where her headspace is at with everything because it seems to me like more than anything one of the things that has helped me to is to read the book that's called the sixth stage of grief and it's finding your purpose and it seems like that's where she's at that she's found her purpose yeah Ooh, some good things to cover yes so momentarily this is how editing works but we will be joined by Charlie's Mama Cal again, and the next thing you'll hear is her on the mic. So let's welcome Charlie's Mama Cal back to I Am a Griefist. Yay! Welcome back. Hi, Charlie's <laughs> Mama Cal. Thank you. Hi. Oh my goodness. It's so, I'm 
excited to talk to you again. And I said, that's the wrong word to use, but like, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to share. It's been a while since we've connected, not on the side, but at least on the recording part on the podcast, you have one of our, I think she was our first guest. I think so. And we are how long since we've talked over a year, a year yeah, and something I think it would be a year and a half. My goodness. Wow. And um, if you haven't, like I said, if you haven't been following Charlie's Rainbow, go do that and see all the cool stuff that Kelly's going to basically share with us. She's been up to her and her family. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing the journey, hearing it like real time almost, you know, doing a check in, seeing how you're doing, seeing what you've been up to. Um, You've been doing some really exciting things and I don't want to jump ahead, but we will get into all of it. So let's get started. Oh my goodness. So it's been a year and a half. Tell us, what have you been up to since we last spoke? A lot, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess learning how to grieve as a family as well um, and how to still stay connected is probably been the biggest and hardest part of all of it. Mm. You know, like an understanding that you know, my husband and I, and even my, you know, even our other son, like we are totally different to each other of how we grieve. So finding mm. ways that we could connect as a family, I guess, has been the toughest, the biggest thing for us over this time. And then using our grief for good use. So hence Tally's rainbow, you know, I just want to, no one should need to go through what we went through. So mm. if we can make a difference, then absolutely I'll do whatever I can do. So Tally's rainbow has been pretty big over the last year and it's been quite exhausting but yeah but it's been exciting and we, we've got there and I'm uh and then you know just doing things as a family you know doing work around the house again back back into doing renovations and you might remember that we the boys had decided that we were going to get a boat when I spoke to you guys last yes um we did get a boat and then we used it only a couple of times and realized that a boat wasn't for us Harvey got really scared out there yeah, the first time we took him out, it was pretty rough, and the back of the boat was leaking. Oh! <laughs> I was like, "Just get it in! I think we're about to sink. I don't know what's going on." Anyway, so we sold it, um, and bought a camper trailer, and we've been camping a heap, which is just really focusing on us having no distractions mm. and spending time together mm-hmm. as a family, mm-hmm. and that has just been incredible for us because That's you know great. we all know we all know the percentage and you know, that a lot of relationships don't stay mm, together that's after, right. after loss. So, um, yeah, figuring out how to do that. So you mentioned that you, your husband and your son, you grieve differently. Have you, yeah. what commonalities have you found in your grief? Like, is there something you guys all connect on? Or is there something that you all that brings you guys together in your grief? Is there something that you've identified that brings you together versus, you know, uniquely grieving? I guess we talk about Charlie a lot mm-hmm. and seeing seeing rainbows that just, you know, no matter how you might be feeling in your grief and what your day's like, you see a rainbow and you just we all just go, Oh, Charlie, Charlie's oh, here yes, and it's just rainbows. you know, like it makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I, as you know, I've been on here, so <laughs> I'm very vocal about my grief and um, I'm happy to talk about everything about Charlie, absolutely anything and everything. Whereas my husband, 
is completely opposite to that and he likes to keep it to himself and mm. you know work through it himself mm-hmm. and then Harvey you know he tells all his mates at school like oh. they all know his teachers know everyone knows and they all know if they see a rainbow there's Charlie you know no matter yeah so I get messages from all the parents like the kids saw a rainbow today and they were like hi Charlie oh. you know so we can learn a lot from them about how they grieve I think you know they just yeah, they're so cool about it. But we have had very interesting conversations as well. You know, Harvey's trying to understand how the ladies that picked Charlie up and took him away in the car, then how did he, you know, how did he end up on the rainbow from there and things like that mm. as well. So that's, um, that's been really intense, but he's just like so matter-of-fact about it. <laughs> so how did you explain that to him? Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, is what – how do you do it? And did you have to go look for resources to be able to talk him through that? Well, all these questions all come up in the car. So, you can't... <laughs> so no more driving. And <laughs> <laughs> so you can't really Google while you're driving along. But I guess just trying to keep it as simple for him as possible and explaining to him, you know, that, you know, he was cremated and that means this and, mm. um, you know, and that, yeah, I guess that we, you know, we won't see him again and that's why, you know, we wear our jewellery with Charlie in it or, you know, our pieces that have, you know, his ashes in it and that, you know, he's now, you know, turned back to dust kind of thing and, you know, like just trying to explain that to him but that we can always feel him around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely has, um, he has mentioned many times that he sees Charlie and mm. he plays with Charlie and Charlie's doing this or Charlie's doing that. Yeah, I had a really weird experience in the bar the other night. And I fell asleep in the bath and all of a sudden someone grabbed my nose and I opened my eyes and nobody was there. Oh, yeah. my God. So yeah. those things happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I totally that they happen, yes. Oh, me. my God. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you little turd. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, like, and there are, you know, you do feel like you go through days. And like, I haven't thought about him today, but mm. I'm sure that I am subconsciously. But you just keep yourself so busy because mm-hmm. it hurts less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you just go through a few days. And like, I haven't really focused on you for a few days, and so there'll be things like that that he'll be just like, "Hey, I'm still here." You know, mm-hmm. like don't forget mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Holy moly. Uh, and that's something that I, I'm curious most about, too, is those conversations with siblings. And I know that's all part of it. But, you know, how do we, how do, as adults, you know, trying to translate that to, how old is Harvey now? My goodness. Um, He will be seven at Christmas. Seven. Gosh. And just yeah. the developing brain and, you know, grief and all that. And just, you know, how do we, how do we do that? But I love your insight. I love, you know, making it simplistic and as best we can, you know, to try to keep them in our everyday. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So tell us about Charlie's Rainbow. So for, I don't know how, how, if we've really shared much about Charlie's Rainbow. So tell us how it started. What are you guys doing? What are you up to? Give us the latest and greatest on Charlie's Rainbow. All right. So I would say it would maybe be July last year that we started, well, I started thinking about this is what I wanted to do. And I had um, one of my hairdressing clients who supported me since I went out on my own and opened my own business. She came to me from an apprentice. 
Mm. Um, so she's been with me for 20 years and she was like, you know, she's the CEO of a few different charities and things. So she had a really good head on her about all these different things as well. So we've kind of been talking and trying to work out how we could go. We, we contacted one of the major charities over here and to see if we could fundraise under them but we could choose where the money went and it just it just wasn't kind of going in the direction that we wanted it to go um it was approved and we were going to sort of do it but the percentage that would go to pediatric aml research was just like it was only 60 percent um and we just couldn't that just wasn't yeah. what we wanted to do yeah. we want 100 percent of everything that we raised to go straight That's to yes. the pediatric yeah. aml research yes so we kept looking and I stumbled across our um, University of South Australia, so our university here, um, who just happened to be doing a paediatric AML study. Mm. And so I contacted them and I said, look, you know, I want to donate to this particular, um, you know, this is my story. This is where we've been and what we want to do. And they were like, can you come in tomorrow? So I went and met them the next day. And, um, and my client came along with me as well. Um, and we sort of went to them and we said, look, this is it. This is what we want to do. We've even, you know, this is our logo. This is Charlie. Uh, these are our ideas that we've got in mind. I really want to do something, you know, for me, working out has been something that has got me through everything, mm -hmm. through, you know, all of Charlie's treatment mm -hmm. prior to and beyond. And so I really wanted to do a fundraiser that was based around moving your body, working out. And so, you know, we sort of, yeah, showed them these ideas. They said, look, we're going to put together a few different professors and we'll have a meeting. You can choose exactly who you want to fund from the meeting. So we went into this meeting and there was three of them. There was one who was, they were researching different AML drugs that could make protocol less harmful on the body, mm. um, the treatment less harmful on the body. But this was just AML as a whole. And when we got in there, she asked me where Charlie was in his mm. journey. So she had no idea that he'd passed mm. away. And the entire room just went mm. silent. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, I'm so sorry. She obviously hasn't read the emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah, it was really, really awkward. Um, <laughs> oh, and like my mum was there and my mother-in-law and then my client as well. So I had, you know, my team of four of us and the, yeah, <laughs> the poor mum. I was like, I'm sorry, I've got to talk oh, about it. Oh, my again. goodness. Um, and then the other one, um, there was another one there that was doing more herbal medicines and things, which mm -hmm. I guess because we put so much faith into using cannabinoids to help with treatment because they have such good cancer killing things Agents. about them. And yeah. So, yeah, and so there was someone there, you know, that she, but she more worked in the Aboriginal community and creating medicines from what they could find out in nature. And then the third one, um, and she, the poor, the poor lady, she's like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> and then the third one, um, which actually he was the first one to speak, is um, Professor Richard D'Andrea. And he, the minute he opened his mouth, we just knew that he was the right person mm. for us. So he is researching. He's putting all his time into pediatric AML relapse. Oh so my gosh. Why right. they're relapsing, how they're relapsing, and which protocols are going to work best for which particular types of AML. So he just 
that just was 100%. That's good. We didn't even have to think about it. We yeah. Knew. So from September, it was all, so August was when we um, met with all the professors and then September is when it was all, all go. And so um, we just had a page where people could donate to uh, while they were in the background building our actual main page. And then we were putting together this challenge that we wanted to do in February. So we were hoping that for the month of February, everyone would choose how they want to move, you know, what you're going to do, whether it's riding a bike every day or, you know, like doing a certain amount of kilometres over the time. One of the guys that joined up, he drives 512 kilometres every week for his son. His son has ALL. So he would drive, you know, to the hospital and back every week. And so his was to do 512 kilometres on a bike for the month of February. And he himself raised over $20,000. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had um, we had fifty five people sign up. We had four trainers um, who would do online videos for those who couldn't get out and do anything, or just for people that wanted something extra. I still went to the gym every day, but then did the videos as well. So I was just doing my normal mad woman stuff <laughs> um, and still running as well. <laughs> so yeah, so all. Through February, we raised over sixty thousand dollars just that's in the Move Challenge. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so when we were starting it up, they said, "How much do you want to put as your target?" And I said, "Look, you know, I've done the numbers. I think we can hit one hundred twenty thousand for the year." And they were like, "Are you sure? You know, because that would pay for um, our professor's wage for the entire year." And so he would be able to 100% spend time on this only and oh not have gosh. to, you know, do anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's our target and that's why we chose 120000 Um, But they were saying, you know, you could just do 35000 and that would pay for them to, you know, bring in a student or, you know, things like that. But no, 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 no. We can do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we also, we also did the Star Jump Challenge, which you girls jumped on as well. Yes, we did. Um, it, it didn't really go the direction that what we wanted it to like it didn't go as far as what we were hoping I guess you know it's just a star jump it's not really like the ice bucket, ice bucket challenge that everyone did you know like that was quite funny and you know it got people doing it just because of that but I think it gets lost in the fact that you're trying to get donations and create awareness yes. at the same time so mm-hmm. for that we probably we only raised about I don't know over a thousand maybe two thousand dollars so it wasn't much and it hasn't continued but when we did our move challenge, everyone thought that a star jump was the beginning of the move challenge. So all of our like participants were taking a photo doing a star jump and posting it as their like initial, which I think we'll probably use for the yeah. move challenge each time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, doing that. And then mum and dad put on this wonderful um, fundraising night with auctions and a wine wall, which is a bit like an adult lucky dip. And yeah, and then silent auctions as well. And that was brilliant. And we raised over $17,000. Oh my goodness. And then we've just had lots of other little bits and pieces in between where um, a few of us have gone and done a, it's called True Grit, but like an obstacle, muddy obstacle course, Mm -hmm. uh, which had like 15 k's of running in it as well in between all the obstacles, which is just mad. Um, (laughs) At the end of it, the girl's like, do you want to do this again next year? I'm like, nah, And about an hour later, it had finished, and they were like, "So, are we going to do this every year?" I'm like, "Yes, we're going to do it every year." <laughs> okay, I think 
I forgot that it hurt so much. And yes. Be like having a baby. One hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't again. tell me that. I know, right? <laughs> and then, yeah. So then we just had um, an event. We went to. So in two of my um, fundraisers, somehow Mum met this wonderful woman who makes biscuits. Um, who who makes cookies? Sweet dough by Georgia. She is absolutely incredible. She just donated these cookies to. Um, we had a picnic at the end of our move challenge for all of the contestants. Um, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Just to get like a family picnic. So mm-hmm. it was just a day of getting all the families together, which was amazing. So she donated the cookies that day, and then she also donated them to the fundraising night of Mums as well. So she's just put on this major event, which is a cookie trade show, and it's the first one and it was national had yeah and they had people from all over and also from New Zealand and somewhere else as well uh, all come for this trade show and they put on a fundraising gala so all the proceeds went to Charlie's Rainbow oh so, yeah I know yeah. and she just offered all of this she met oh, mum and she's it. like by the way I'm gonna do this and actually now that I've met you I want to do a charity night as well so five dollars from every ticket and their raffles all went to me. Oh um, I got up and I had to speak in front of everybody, and amazingly was okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, how um, was that? Well, I guess because you're you're talking about something you're passionate about, mm. and this is my story. So I don't even have to think about it, really. You know, like, and I had I had written my speech, but it was too many words, and I had to just try and put like, you know talk about Charlie, talk about Charlie and his brother and talk mm-hmm. about the charity, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. break it down. So I, in the cab on the way there, I'm putting my feet together a bit more while the girls are like jibber-jabbering around me. I'm like, just shut up, girls. Yeah, yeah. But we got there and it was good and we raised, um, they raised over $4,000. So wow. Yeah. So in a total, so far we have um, once the four thousand goes on to our trust page as well, we've raised one hundred and five thousand. Oh my wow, god! That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that is yeah. too cool. In, and over what time period? That's exactly a year. That's oh my gosh! Um, I love it. Yeah, but you also, yeah. on top of all of these charities, you've also did, which I tuned into later because I couldn't catch it at the time you had it, but. You also did like a Q&A live with the researchers. I did. Oh, I did. tell us so about I that. Like, I got to be you for a day. I know. <laughs> it's so weird, right? <laughs> it is. It is. So I, um, I've been asking them to do this for a while. And they thought that it would be a really good uh, way of getting those that have sponsored um, or donated to us already to give them something back and get them to be able to hear what where their money is going and see it in person of who they're funding. Yes. So we had Richard and his whole team. There was myself, who UniSA contact. And then we also had Andy Moore from Queensland who, yeah, he's the head of like up there as well. Sorry, I can't actually remember. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so they had put down some questions that they wanted me to ask them. And then I put down questions that all of our followers had asked and so there were some pretty intense questions and um, we started it and it was I was really nervous at the start I sort of talked about my story and I talked about Charlie and I talked about why we're here and you know there was 
pretty much not a dry eye in the in the oh. room. And Charlie's actual um, his main oncologist, she actually was on their listing oh my as goodness. well. I could mm-hmm. see her name mm-hmm. come up, and I was like, oh my god, oh my um, goodness. <laughs> yeah, so just having the support from everybody. But yeah, so we went through the list, through all the questions, and we had an hour and a half of getting to actually ask them the in-depth questions that we all want to know. So it was, yeah, it was brilliant. It was. Yeah, it was quite fun. Once I got into the role of it, I was okay. But yeah. The first question I think I asked and then I got lost because I was so nervous that I wasn't reading where he's up to on the page and he kind of fell off the script. It wasn't, you know, what I'd originally been sort of sent for the answers. And so I was like, I think I think he's gone into the next question. So I just, I was like, what do I do now? And the girl's like, just ask the next question. And I'm just staring at the screen deadpan silence not knowing what to say and they're like come on go go I'm like, I don't know what to ask. <laughs> but then I got into it and I was fine <laughs> well you couldn't tell it was I watched it back and everything seemed flawless I loved I loved the interaction and I'm curious to know were you able to get any like statistics from that like how far was your reach how many tuned in or did you have any like subsequent questions after that that people were wanting to know like I'm curious to know like Maybe the numbers behind it. Do you have any of that? Because we had it on two di- streaming two different locations at the same time, uh-huh. we had, I think, an extra six that were watching on from the actual FaceTime site, like Zoom side of it. Okay. But then it was also playing on Facebook at the same time. I don't I don't know how you do that, but the, <laughs> technology. The, their team was able to make that. So I actually am not sure, but I think there was probably about a hundred that watched it on Facebook. That's amazing. But they could then also go back and watch it as well. So it's yes. hard to, I'm not sure how many views we ended up having, but yeah, we got lots of um, yeah, lots of people who sort of said you know thank you, and um, there was a few questions that I couldn't ask on the day, but I'd already got the answers, so I actually emailed the answers to those people that had asked it as well. Yes. Um, just so, so cool. that they still had it. I'm posting all the answers on our page as well. So there's like, I don't know how many questions. And this happened in May and I, May, June, and I'm still posting the answers. Yeah, so. I've seen, I've seen a <laughs> bunch come through still. And I'm like, this must have been a really great, like, inquisitive group because you just have so much information still to share. And I'm like, this is the 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 resources you're you're providing people about what's happening behind the scenes and the latest and greatest is really cool to sort of to see happening um with you with you and Charlie's Rainbow yeah. and I'm like, oh this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Are you gonna do the move challenge again? Is that gonna be an annual thing where we can participate? Yes it is. Yes. Absolutely. Yay. That's gonna be something that we do every single year. I think, you know, that's something that I can manage myself and not over commit mm-hmm. um and it's only going to get bigger every year 100 you know, we've got we've already got training videos from um from the trainers from last year so it's just a matter of adding more to it love it and spreading it even further yeah so anyone can get involved really easy to be a part of you know like make your own fundraiser through the trust page that we've got with charlie's rainbow as well so yeah it's only going to get better I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have to lose some of this weight eventually. So I'm gaining it all right now, but you know how that goes. But is there a specific time of year you're going to do it or is it going to be just whenever you 
can get to it. So we did it in February this year and we everybody said that that was sort of the best time. Perfect, um, okay. And also, you know, the kids, well, I guess here in Australia, like the kids had just gone back to school as well. So okay. we kind of got our routine back. And we've had New Year's and Christmas where everyone's feeling like they've just overindulged yeah. and they want to get back into exactly um, focusing. And so that was a really good time. And we, yeah, we'll do it in February every year. So Love it will it. just be the month of February. Um, and you just have to move every day and get people to sponsor you to do it. Love it, so love it, love it. The more it. unique things you, you know, the more unique things you do, the more willing people are to sponsor you. Or if, you know, like you're connected in some way to, you know, you have a story that they can, you know, reflect with as well. And then that's also going to help help you get the, um, the donations. Yes, yes. Yeah. Looking forward to it, Mom. We're going to do it. <laughs> Because it's that's when baby comes. I'm going to have to move after that. So that's true. Okay. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing so much about Charlie's rainbow. We love hearing what you've done in Charlie's honor. And and it's incredible to see you put your grief to purpose, you know, and, and so strongly. And so like, you're just out there being a badass, if I can say that. That's I, it's inspirational, and yes. I can't I can't help but support and continue to support you guys. So, thank you for sharing about Charlie's Rainbow. If we can switch subjects a little bit, I want to talk about your year of firsts. So, oh, going yeah. back to you know the timeline of when we touched base, I want to say it was only a few short months after we lost Charlie. So, your first set of milestones happened this year. So. Can you share with us how those went? So um, I don't know. I, I can't say holidays. Everybody says holidays and it's actually vacation translation. So like the Christmas, birthday, anniversary. So talk us through some of those firsts that you experienced this year. So I guess the first after losing Charlie would have been Mother's Day. Mm. Um, and yeah, you just don't know if you even want to celebrate it or not, but mm-hmm. um Harvey and Charlie both got exactly the same onesies. I know I spoke about that um, last time. Mm-hmm. And Harvey didn't want to wear it because that was girl colours. Well, Harvey wears it all the time now. Um, birthday, Christmases, Mother's Day, Father's Day. He always brings our presents in wearing the unicorn mm-hmm. onesie. That's so cute. So we've just, yeah, it was so beautiful. And the first time he did it um, was, yeah, it was Mother's Day. And he came in and then, you know, like, Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I got unicorn onesie Ugg boots um, oh. <laughs> from, yeah. So, you know, we just, we're always having unicorns or rainbows involved mm-hmm. in every present so that Charlie's always part of it. And I remember mum brought some flowers um, to me from Charlie mm. that day as well with this beautiful card and, and the roses. She's like, I couldn't get rainbow ones, but they've just like, they'd put red, white and then yellow. So in like. Mm-hmm. in lines mm-hmm. like a rainbow mm-hmm. and you know just to try and yeah try and make that a little bit more special my first birthday afterwards I was like finally I get to actually have a birthday not in hospital mm-hmm. um and then we're in lockdown oh <laughs> um I'm pretty sure yeah I think there was a, like there was a COVID lockdown around then at some stage so I didn't do anything uh and it just felt very like you know it's just another day it didn't really feel like mm. you wanted to even celebrate anyway mm-hmm. and I don't know if I spoke to you before or after Easter last year I think it must have been after Easter but yeah even Easter you know like trying to work out how to involve mm-hmm. Charlie 
in everything that we do because mm-hmm. we don't want to just forget that he's still around. So, yeah, so we've just brought him into everything. Uh, we had his Easter bucket out and then with Christmas, you know, we still put Charlie's stocking out. We still put presents in there. Well, Santa, sorry, still put presents in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am the worst Santa ever. <laughs> And then um, <laughs> and then our like our best friends came along as 
well. Mm. So it was just a day that we all, we went to the zoo and then we had a picnic out afterwards and Harvey and I actually made a cake the day before. Now I remember what we did on Charlie's birthday. He was like, I want to make a rainbow cake. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so I Googled it and the first one I found was like an actual, in the shape of a rainbow and then with Smarties all on the outside in rainbow mm. colours. Um, and then I was like, why don't we dye the actual cake mixture? So we made a rainbow cake and it had the different layers of the colours oh. as you like when you cut it. So we cut it in half and then joined it together and yeah. it actually looked like a rainbow. Oh, awesome, so cool. awesome. So we had this sitting in the car on the day we went to the zoo and we brought it out and opened it up the whole cake. All the icing had melted off. Oh, no. <laughs> but it, it tasted amazing. <laughs> and then made these gorgeous... Um, rainbow cupcakes as well so Aww. and then we had a rainbow balloon which I was going to let go of I was going to let us all write messages on it and let go of and sorry environment um, <laughs> no judgment here this is a safe zone <laughs> yes yep so we were going to let go of that at some stage but mum was I don't know she's filling around trying to get photos of the balloons and she's like I just want to get photos of these and all of a sudden that balloon's gone oh no <laughs> it's gone it's gone up into the air and then Charlie's actual birthday, Mike had to work. Sorry, now it's all coming back to me. That's right. talking about balloons. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Charlie's birthday, Mike had to work. And so we went to um, catch up with some friends and the boys went for a ride around the bike track and then went back to their house and we spent the entire day in their pool. Her stepdaughters had made cakes, mm. um, you know, Charlie cakes, and then they'd also set up these balloons in rainbow colours along mm. the pool fence. And we did actually, it was really hot that day, but we ended up writing messages to Charlie um, on them and tying them all together. And we tried to let them go and they'd lost a lot of the helium. Oh, no. Being in the sun. <laughs> so they wouldn't go up. And so Harvey's on the edge of their trampoline, whacking them to try and get them to go up. <laughs> and they um, were like, they're not going to go up. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we're too late. And all of a sudden, they just like, they slowly were moving their way up. Further oh, and further. my God. And then they're in the next door neighbor's yard. And we're like, oh, hopefully they go up and don't just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so pointless to it. And then all of a sudden, they're in the sky. And we're like, I can't oh. just grab them and put them themselves. So then they disappeared into the sky. So they stole the first rainbow balloon and then helped yeah. these ones along the way. I love it. Love exactly. it. Love it. Um, yeah. So... I've talked to other mums who've also lost their um, their children and how we coped. And um, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the birthday was harder than the anniversary. Mm. I think the whole grieving his future, he mm. should have started yes. Hindi this year yes. as well. Mm. And so seeing all of his, all of like his brother's little mates who are the same age as him, all starting Hindi, and mm-hmm. him not starting to mm-hmm. that just absolutely mm-hmm. hurt me more than probably more than any of them. You know, it, it's seeing, it's those milestones that he's not getting that he's 100%. missing out on. And this is the future that you had yes. seen for them and they're not getting. And I think yes. that hurts a lot more than the day you lost them because I don't have any sentimental attachment to that. That day stuck, absolutely yeah. stuck. Mm-hmm. But him not getting to fulfill his life is 
a million times worse than that. Yeah, and the added layer to that, if I can just chime in and not steal your story, but I think an added layer of that is, for me, was the anger of still seeing these kids grow. Like, yeah. they're still moving yeah. forward. And, like, that, our our baby's life is just cut. It's just, like, it's no longer... It just, it's not a play in it anymore. And you see these kids grow up and that makes me angry. <laughs> but I see her yeah, friends. Absolutely. Oh, they're now in high school. Right. And it's, and it's so like, it hurts because it's like, oh, what would she have looked like? What would she have been into at this yeah. age? Or, you know, what would she have, have been like just being here at that age? But, and it, it, that, that part of it, I think is, is just continuing to see life happen. And then it's like, that was, we didn't get that. We didn't get that opportunity. Ugh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So in your grief, have you guys created any new traditions to honor Charlie and continue to keep him in what you guys do? I think we really we really did enjoy going away over Christmas and New Year's and we are going back again this year because it was just amazing. But I think we won't be leaving on Christmas Day. I don't I don't think we would be let other family do that maybe <laughs> um I think I think we were you know let off for one year but um yeah no I think yeah it's definitely somewhere that we loved and we want to get back to I think because it just does reconnect us as a family mm-hmm. um you know that that's something that's really important I think we get lost in it every day you know your work and your things like that as well so I just think it's nice to stop and not have you know, we're always working on the house, doing things around the house and renovating and things as well. So staying busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're forced to have a break, you actually talk and mm-hmm. do things together. I felt bad for Harv's last year because I just, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to do mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's trying to find the energy, mm-hmm. even though I can go and work out the gym, no problem. I've got the energy to do that. But I think it's the like, trying to actually force myself to play games with him or go out and kick the footy or something like that, you know, having to actually make sure that I'm present. And I think that I wasn't present for a long time mm, last year. Yes. Um, I was just trying to get by, whereas this year I've really focused on actually being there for him and for Mike and, you know, having like actually trying to live my life again. Do you think a part of that is, or the challenge in that is also having fun? Yeah, I think so. You know, like you feel guilty for mm. having a good time, don't you? If I can recall back to, it was really difficult to to want to have fun, to want to smile, to want to celebrate me in, when I'm just in this depressed state of, you know, loss and grief and those conflicted feelings. And you shared that a, a few times, you know, like, you want to have fun, you want to celebrate, but you're also just hurting so badly still. And so yeah. having to deal with those dual emotions, having to be there for, for Harvey as well and trying to be in the right mindset mm. for him is just, it's such a challenge internally, mentally to try to to be there when you can't be there for yourself sometimes, it seems That's like. It. Yeah. 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 And you think, like, I say no to you all the time. Why do I say no? Because I can't be bothered getting off my butt. So yeah. get off your butt and go and do mm-hmm, this thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's going to make him happy. Mm-hmm. And it's having that inner war with yourself. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. That, that tug of war with yourself of trying to work work out, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not going to do me any harm to get up, get off and actually go and help him. Yeah. Or go and play 
If you can. But, yeah, sometimes you can't. Sometimes yes, it's too big of a struggle. You, yeah. You can't. Sometimes it's, that's I, okay. You have to yeah. give yourself that. Yeah. I feel like I want to change my name at the moment. I don't want to be called mum at all because I just mm. feel like I get called. I said to him yesterday, I swear you've said my name a thousand times today. <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm just like, sorry, hard, but I just like, oh, so exhausted. Oh. <laughs> Mind you, I'd ha- I've been out late. I had a big night. I just can't hear mum another time. <laughs> Thank goodness for school sometimes, huh? I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Exactly. That's why I did this when it's a Monday here. There you go. <laughs> be like in the background. <laughs> so you mentioned that you stay connected with Charlie. You see him in the rainbows and, you know, saving you from drowning in the uh, bathtub. But have you explored mediums any further to stay connected with Charlie? And what... Um, Oh, no, tell us. <laughs> share it, share it, share it. I probably every, I guess originally it was probably every six months or when there was something coming up, you know, like Christmas or anniversary or, you know, my birthday. I did, my last one I did actually was in May, so definitely do to um, have another one. But that was just, that was on the Friday night and then we had the Saturday was the fundraising night that mum and dad organised. So that was I just kind of wanted a bit of confirmation that I was yes. doing the right thing okay you know? yes yeah and it was just it was really nice normally I would go to her but she can't do midweeks during school times anymore so the only time I could do was you know 4 30 in the after or four o'clock in the afternoon and so I was like all right well Mike won't be home from work till five o'clock so at least <laughs> you know, I could just go and have this quiet time he took the day off of course and he's and not so into he, it still, right? Like, he's not into it no, with you? Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I can, you know, this can be finished before he gets home. And, yeah, he took the day off and I said, look, I just want to let you know that, you know, I know you don't really like it much, but, you know, it helps me. So this is, you know, he's okay with me doing it and he just doesn't want to know about it. Interesting. And so that's why I try and do it when he's not around or sure. going during you know, school time kind of thing because then it's not in his face. I sure, don't want right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went and sat in Charlie's room and I was having it and he was I who knows, he was drilling outside <laughs> outside the room. I was like, seriously But I just knew that that was a space I needed to be in. Yeah. And it was really interesting. You know, there was toys that she saw in the room and she was like, Oh, that's so and so you know, like she knew Charlie's bits and pieces that were in there Mm. um so hard to remember what you hear in them and I probably you know I know I was meant to try and remember all the bits and pieces before today and I can't remember all of them but there was one thing that she did say that has just stayed so so strong with me and she's Mm. like look Charlie really misses daddy and you know he he tries to connect with him but he just doesn't daddy doesn't see him mum went to one not long before that and she said that Charlie's throwing blowflies in Daddy's face because he's trying to get his attention. <laughs> and so there's flies like, you know, yes, I'm going at going at Daddy's face because he just wants some attention. So he's, you know, trying to shoo them away. So he said to me, um, I know Daddy doesn't believe in this, but please can you give him a hug and tell him that I love him. Oh. And so afterwards I went up to Mike and said, look, I know you don't understand it, you don't agree with it, and it's not something that, you know, you believe in. But Charlie really 
he, this is from Charlie, and gave him a hug and said he he loves you and he just wants you to know that. Oh my gosh! And yeah, I know, I know. And so yeah, it's just things like that. I guess just connecting with him and knowing that he's okay and you know he's with his family, even though he didn't know that these people were his family. As soon as he met them, he just knew that they were part of his life mm. and and then so there's an 18 year old girl who passed away not long after Charlie last year and another boy that also passed away not long after and she brought up him again as actually she brought up both of them again and she said yes this girl there's, there's a girl that you know that passed after Charlie she is his big sister mm. and she looks after him mm. and so you know to know that she you know that they have reconnected on that side mm-hmm. as well you know like we only met them in the ward a couple of times and you know they just yeah it was really sweet and then yeah this other one he's he's part of them and that the two boys are running a and being very silly up there oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's really it's comforting I guess mm-hmm. to know that mm-hmm. you know that he's okay and you know and there's times that he says that he can't you know he's missing Harvey because he's not you know, Harvey's very busy with school and things like that. Yeah, so we just try and keep him, yeah, in our minds as much as we yes. can and try and talk to, talk about him. We look at photos of him all the time and things as well just to try and keep that connection for the boys. Mm-hmm. I love it. Are you going to the same medium? I have, yeah. I've gone okay. to the same one. Mum has also, she's gone to the same one and also a different one and gets similar things. Um, you know, like they always they're aligning with each other. It's not, yeah, they're not conflicting information. So it's very interesting as well. Yeah, like, it is interesting for those that are a bit mm. not sure. Yes, if it's real or not? You know, uh-huh. so, yeah. We gotta we gotta have another session with Rhea and talk about her yeah. experiences too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she, she is so into it. She oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll ha- you'll have a ball with mum talking about, and actually. There was one, mum went to, like, in May, and dad actually asked to go along with her. And dad has gone as well. So is he, like, was he against it, and now he's, like, trying, he's interested? Or was he, like, always, like, sort of interested, and we just kind of needed to pull him over? What was his position before? Um, It's really weird, because as a child growing up, they were both very, very against anything like that. Um, (laughs) So I was quite shocked when mum was interested and then uh-huh. my dad was like wanted to know so every time we would go when when we'd go to her house mum and dad would meet me afterwards for a coffee because we needed to download about it all. sure yeah you know <laughs> so dad was there as well to hear all about it and so I think he was quite fascinated so he really wanted to know yeah, yeah. and some of the information you know like that dad dad came through when he went with mum <sighs> last time they were trying to figure out who it was and she was like so there's a magazine of the royals and we're like okay it was obviously grandpa like, oh. it's obviously grandpa my dad's dad because dad's mum is hugely patriotic to the royals oh you know, my goodness England still, even though she's been over here for i don't know 40 plus years oh my goodness and <laughs> yeah. so we're like okay obviously it's the royals you know that's obviously grandma oh my gosh um, and that you know like they sort of wanted to ask about whether they could be putting if it's time for grandma to go in a home or not and they he didn't even get the question out and grandpa was like no 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 they were like is grandma okay do you think and yes she's waiting for a letter from the queen 
You know, she will not. You know, like hundred years and you'll get your letter from the Queen. Oh my God. So now that the Queen's passed, uh-huh. I was like, Dad, is Grandma going to be okay? <laughs> for a letter from the Queen. She won't want one from the King. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's really nice that they, yeah, that they've found this connection as well but mum just went to I think it was a high tea medium event thing yes Saturday yes yes as well yeah so I can't wait to hear how that went. yes <laughs> I love that yeah. we we might have converted dad a little bit and <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so <excited. laughs> that's so awesome and you know what it's interesting when like you least expect it you just kind of go to see what it's about and then they talk to you specifically about yeah. your people it's like come on in we, we're we gonna reel you into this one <laughs> I love that absolutely Absolutely, yes. absolutely. And we four times I think I've been and mum's been a few times and every single time the exact same thing comes up. Oh my gosh. And, and they know uh, nothing about each other, right? Like it's just not out nothing. there. Yeah. Interesting. Nothing. So interesting. Nothing. And yeah, I remember mum went first to this lady and she brought up this particular thing and mum didn't tell me and then I went. And she brought it up with me as well. And then every time since, she's also said she can see, she can still see this particular thing in my future. <laughs> oh, oh! One day she'll tell um, us, or she'll tell us ah after this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got we're rounding out the end of this one, but I've got two more questions <laughs> for you. And you weren't prepared for these ones, so this might take you a minute. <laughs> Okay. So have you listened back to your original episodes? Multiple times. Okay. Can you share some reflections or thoughts on where you were at that time mentally in your grief versus where you are today? Like reflecting and looking back at that time and just seeing maybe has there been some change? What changes, you know, what does that look like for you? Just, you know, listening back to that time and that space of where you were, you know, fresh off of losing Charlie. I guess as you go along the memory phase, the intensity of how you felt about things and how you remembered them, I think a lot of that kind of does fade over time. Mm-hmm. And I know it's funny, I, you know, when I listen to it and I hear all the medical terms terminology that I use and think I don't remember what any of those words you know like it comes back to you but you're like oh yeah that's right I forgot about those words or I forgot that that happened and I guess because of the charity and I'm having to constantly share about Charlie and about our journey and things like that as well so you are always refreshing yourself on those things but sometimes it's just nice to hear where I was and I do think that I am a lot calmer now and Mm. I'm definitely in that, you know, my husband and I are, you know, connecting in a different way than we did Mm. back then as well. I feel like we've found our, like, uh, I can't think of the right word, but, you know, like kind of found our vibe or, you know, worked out how we can move through this together as a team rather than just trying to deal with every day getting past what we were going through Mm. and I think yeah I'm definitely in a different headspace this year than I was last year but I think because I know I'm doing things for good and I'm getting the right balance you know I'm doing things with girlfriends or connecting you know 
I've found these few friends through the school and through um, actually through the challenge. They jumped on the challenge. I didn't even know. I knew them, knew their faces. I knew them from school and that our kids went to kindy and school together. But they've now become my family. You know, like mm. we are so connected and our husbands all get along really well. And they now all sort of message each other in the background as well. Like the girls and I, we would have to at least spend like 10, 20 messages plus a day in our group chat. Between That's us. awesome. And you know, just, if I can interrupt you really quickly, I love that you can make friends. I feel like sometimes people are afraid to come into that space of someone else's grief and bring that into what they do. And because you share it so openly that you're that not that you're I'm not surprised you're making friends, but I love that people are willing to befriend the grief because it's so intense sometimes mm-hmm. because it's so yeah. much for someone to accept or want to talk about. And to hear that people are open to that and we have people, you know, that are willing to do that is refreshing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like Mike being one that doesn't like to talk about it, Mm. somehow him and the boys just connect and they, I don't know, I don't know what they talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably about smoking different meats and things like that, you know. Sure. Um, when we did True Grit, they were all um, having their conversation on the other side, and the girls and I were all having our girly conversation. And <laughs> the girls said they overheard they were talking about the perfect temperature of eating a pie. The t- like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Like having a meat pie that it has to be this particular temperature <laughs> to like. It's the yeah, most honest, simplest of things. Good grief. <laughs> Just, you know what like if that's what, that's what they yeah <laughs> that's too funny yeah so um yeah so it's really nice so yeah it's nice for him to have something like that and I think now that yeah we yeah spend so much time together and the kids and it's good for all of us love it so the final question I have for you today, this this time, because I'm sure we'll do this again in the future soon. <laughs> yeah. But for those that may be, you know, fresh in their grief, you know, seeing that you've you've surpassed that, you're what are, what were we at like a year and something out since we last talked? What advice or words of wisdom can you share about like that initial part of the journey, seeing that you know we've we've experienced it with you and in, in you sharing with us, you know, what can you share about, about moving? Mm, how do I say this? Cause I'm, it's not like moving forward. It's not we're getting over it, but like, you know what I mean? So what, what can finding, you share? Finding your way. Yeah. Finding your new normal, exactly. Yeah. What can you share with folks about that? Finding that new normal? I guess it's never, it's never going to be what it was. And you have to, I guess, feel that, yeah, it's, it's never going to be the same. Incorporating them in everything you do, you know, we always, you know, having something, you know, like the rainbows and, you know, we like to look at photos of Charlie and things. And I just think that they're, they're gone, but they're not gone. And finding a way of keeping them as part of your life, you know, talking about them and, you know, like for the birthdays and the anniversaries and things like that, I think having that part of them in it is always so special that it makes you feel like they are there. You know, you can't see them, but you can still feel that they are there. And doing anything that you can to create that sort of 
environment and that sort of feeling I think makes it a bit not easier but not hurt quite so much Mm. does that make sense yeah yeah I mean I think fresh and in my grief I remember thinking I might not be here tomorrow but to see that I'm here what are we I'm eight years seven years later and I'm like wow I've made it seven years I'm almost shocked that I'm still thinking about the time that headspace of like that fresh just like the world is ending to I can actually yeah I can actually do today I can actually get up today and do something productive today is 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 almost like shocking some days so absolutely I remember feeling times last year that I didn't care Mm -hmm. if I survived or not because what's there to live for when I've lost him you know not that and I remember one of my friends saying you know are you okay you know do we need to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. I said no I'm not gonna do anything to myself right I just think that if I was to be in a car accident today or something like that happened I wouldn't care as long as Harvey and Mike were okay but because I'd be with Charlie Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand you know that then they'd have to go through that again wouldn't they with another you know exactly and I think that probably lasted a good six to 12 months where I just felt numb it didn't matter if if anything happened to me now I have found my purpose Mm. and I've found what helps me get through it and I need to be here for my family and I, when the time is right, I will be with Charlie again, but that Mm. is not today and that is not now. (laughs) I don't know if I, we've found a a more beautiful human being on this planet than Kelly and Charlie. My goodness. This is, this has been so insightful to reconnect in this way and to check in and see, you know, the, grief progression real real time almost this is like this to me is it brings me back it definitely brings me back to that place of being early stages of grief whatever those look like but also like you've turned grief into something so special and something so beneficial for not just you know you and in helping to not have other families go through this but also like for your community like it's so it's growing it's so big I can't wait to see what else you have in store, but this has been so inspirational for me to, to, to do more, you know, to go out and to do more. Oh and my goodness. It, it, I feel like that with you guys. No way. <laughs> yes. And you know, like that's when I first lost, um, well, when I first found you guys, I was telling everybody, I was like, look, anyone that loses anyone, this is what you need to do Aww. because this is you guys like hearing your stories and hearing, you know, what everyone's been through was so helpful for me you know that that's what really helped me get past it knowing that I wasn't alone in what I was feeling so Mm -hmm. you you should be so absolutely proud of yourselves because you know what you're doing is incredible you know and that's helping so many people some days I'm so tired (laughs) it's a struggle sometimes but like and hearing that back, and again, I think I saw, said this on one of the more recent ones, like people checked in and were like, where are you guys? You know, like, yeah. are you okay? And we're like, no, we're good. We're just got a lot of stuff happening. But that was like, it's we're reinforcing. Like, exactly, exactly. But it also reinforces just like us being able to connect with other families and, and sharing just a story. And we when we went to a, an event recently and we um, talked to other families, 
I, I kept saying, look, I'm not a professional, but like just me sharing my story, I heard has helped. And that's really what we're here to do. Yes. But I yeah, love that really. you're still willing to come back, talk to us and share your story and share what you're doing. Because you also, I provide a platform, but your story is definitely <laughs> helping others yes. as well. And uh -huh. so, you know, we couldn't do this without you. And so thank you, thank you, thank you yeah, again thank a million you. times. Yes. Whatever Charlie's Rainbow is doing, please go support. We'll keep in touch. We'll keep posting and linking whatever's happening. We'll do our best. But Kelly, thank, thank you. you so, so much. Yes. We think of Charlie and talk about Charlie often, mm -hmm. just so you know, behind the scenes. Like we don't go <laughs> too long without speaking of you and Rhea and Charlie, and we wish nothing but the best for you. But I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon. But thank you so much for being here and sharing this. And if there's anything else that we can pop into social media, whatever for you, we're here for you. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today. What do you think, Mom? I think that's good. All right. So we'll catch <laughs> you on the next one. Bye. Bye, Kelly. Bye. 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 Bye